Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghuma Navalan. It's Friday. We still don't know who's won either chamber of Congress, and that's starting to make things a little complicated. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. The sun has now risen three times since GOP leader Kevin McCarthy assured Americans they would wake up to a House Republican majority. Yet, we still don't know who won either chamber of Congress. And each day, the sun is set with the projected number of Republican seats dimming. This morning, Politico colleague Steve Shepard has a story up in today's Playbook newsletter that even points out that while it may be unlikely, Democrats still have a very narrow path to holding the majority. There are a bunch of uncalled races where the results are expected to go one way or the other, but it all comes down to about 11 true toss-ups where forecasters really aren't sure what will happen. And of those, Dems would need to win nine to maintain power. Here's the thing, it could be a while until we have answers. In Arizona, the Arizona Republic's Robert Anglin writes that officials in Maricopa County initially estimated they would complete the vote tally by Friday. Now they say they'll be counting through the weekend. About 570,000 ballots statewide remain to be counted Thursday night. In Nevada, Kevin Ritter from the Associated Press writes that Vegas elections leaders say they're counting votes as quickly as we can, but still have 50,000 ballots outstanding in critical Clark County. In Colorado, the Denver Post, Conrad Swanson, looked at the possibility of a recount in the unexpectedly close race between Republican Representative Lauren Boebert and Democrat Adam Frisch. He writes, if neither candidate gains a wide enough margin, election officials might not declare an official winner in the race for weeks, depending on how the process plays out. Not only would a slim margin of victory trigger an automatic recount, but either candidate can also request a recount so long as they're willing to pay for it. The process could then extend into December. And in California, there are an estimated 4.8 million unprocessed ballots remaining to be counted. That's according to the latest numbers from the California Secretary of State's office. The lack of clarity about the final outcome hasn't kept House Republicans from declaring victory. Yesterday, as he continued to work the phones to lock down support for the speakership, McCarthy made two moves aimed at projecting confidence about a GOP takeover. One, the creating of transition teams dedicated to implementing Republicans' policy agenda while providing oversight of the Biden administration. And two, demanding that the Capitol reopen to the public after more than 900 days of closures due to COVID restrictions. McCarthy defended his drape measuring maneuvers ahead of an official call for House control in a Fox News appearance last night. None other than President Joe Biden, he said, had congratulated him on winning a majority. McCarthy said, so for anyone who thinks we didn't win the majority, Joe at least believes we did as well. Leaving the White House last night, Biden told CNN's Jeremy Diamond his kudos were merely conditional. Biden said, if you win the majority, congratulations. But congratulations so far, you've made some gains. Lawmakers have until December 16th to agree on a new deal to fund the government, and their postures in that fight could vary drastically depending on who's in control next year. That's according to a story from Politico's Burgess Everett and Sarah Ferris that you can read in today's Playbook newsletter. If Republicans flip both chambers, they'll likely want to hold out on a long-term funding deal so they can make their mark on government priorities come 2023. But if they don't, they might be more willing to strike a pre-holidays deal that kicks the next funding fight until late 2023. The results will also influence how Democrats spend their remaining weeks in power of both chambers. The pair write, if Democrats hold the Senate, they may focus more on legislation while they're still assured power in the House. But if Senate Democrats are worried about losing control of their chamber, they're likely to pivot to confirming as many of President Joe Biden's nominees as possible. 
what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 8.55 a.m. Eastern. At 8.20 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will arrive in Egypt. There, he'll hold a bilateral meeting with Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi. At 10.15, he'll deliver remarks at the COP27 climate conference. Afterward, at 11.20, he'll depart Egypt to head to Phnom Penh, Cambodia. Here's what's on the Vice President's calendar. At 9 a.m. Eastern, Vice President Kamala Harris and Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff will attend the Veterans Day breakfast at the White House, hosted by First Lady Jill Biden. And at 11 a.m., Harris Emhoff and the First Lady will attend a wreath-laying service at the Arlington National Cemetery for the National Veterans Day observance. In Mercury calendars, yesterday, Donald Trump's team revealed that the former president's Mar-a-Lago announcement, widely expected to be the unveiling of his 2024 presidential campaign, will take place on Tuesday, November 15th at 9 p.m. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Playbook's editor is Mike DeBonis. Zach Stanton is Playbook's deputy editor. The executive producer and head of audio here at Politico is Jenny Ament. I'm Rogu Munavalan. Have a good weekend. We'll see you first thing Monday morning.